Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio with another amazing episode. Very excited, as I always am, because we have amazing guests here. And this time, we have a guest that's a buddy of mine. Uh, I, I've known him for, gosh, I'm going to say eight, ten years at least. Greg Lederman is in the house. Greg is a professional speaker. He's an author. He is president of Employee Engagement for Reward Gateway, a company that just recently re- uh, acquired his former company, which was Brand Integrity. Uh, this guy has the chops. He's done it. He's worked with all types of brands and companies, all different sizes, on how they can better engage employees. And that's what we're going to talk about today is employee engagement. As a matter of fact, he was the best-selling author, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, best-selling author of Engage, which is how to outbehave your competition to great customers for life, which outlined eight principles for employee engagement. Now he's come out with another book called Crave, C-R-A-V-E, Crave. You can enhance employee motivation in 10 minutes by Friday. And this was a very intriguing title. I, I got a copy of the book, an advanced copy of the book. I immediately, on my very next trip, couldn't wait to dive into it. The, do- uh, the book is all dog-eared and has notes throughout. There is so much good information. And guess what? If you read this book and take just a couple of hours to do it, within a matter of minutes, you will already be doing exactly what the book is about, which is giving employees what they crave most, recognition, acknowledgement, and praise for doing the amazing work that they do. And how this translates into uh, a great experience for the employee, a great environment for employees to work in, how it's monetized, that's what we're going to talk about today. Greg, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Chef, thank you for having me back. So glad to be here. Yeah, it's been now. It's probably been about three or four years since that other book came out. Yes. Yeah, it, we did the uh, podcast for Engaged. It was probably close to five years ago. Five years ago, I've been doing it that long. You know, I'd say I, I, I've been <laughs> it, was, it was so long ago I had hair, but that wouldn't I was be just the case. Say we're, that... we're, bo- we're both getting old. We're both getting old here. <laughs> so here, this book Crave. What is Crave? Crave is a concept that I pulled together after pouring over 80 years of research into what causes motivation in the workplace. And it really can easily be summed up into you know three things that, that humans really crave most that impacts their attitudes and action. Uh, those three things, Shep, are respect me for who I am and what I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Second, pur- purpose. Help me, uh, help me see that there's purpose and meaning in my work, that, that what I do has impact. And third is relationship, in particular, relationship with my boss. And again, 80 years of research, going all the way back into the 30s and 40s, I poured over hundreds of studies over the last decade uh, and then created this methodology that uh, I've been using with clients for the last uh, better part of the last five years. Yeah, I noticed as I was going through here and I was looking at the research, I saw something in here from like, uh, you know, uh, 1955, people work to fulfill a purpose and gain a sense of accomplishment. Nancy C. Morris and Robert S. Weiss uh, commissioned that, that study. And I'm thinking, you're using, you're using information from back in the 50s and even earlier. And guess what? It still is applicable back, back then as it was, or today as it was back then. And that kind of made me think, you know, what's really changed here? And the answer is, 
Well, maybe the way it's being presented today in this form, the book Crave, is exactly what people need to see because this is easy, easy reading, easy to digest, and I love it. Three important things. Respect me. Give me purpose. Make me me feel like, you know, that's the fulfilling part of it in the relationship specifically with my boss. Awesome. So why did you write it? I mean, you'd already written Engaged. I think Engaged might have been, it seems to be more of a business to, to like a marketing type of book, even though it focused on the inside. This with the title seems to be much more focused on employees. I wrote wrote it for a few reasons. Um, You mentioned right at the beginning there, uh, you can read this book and as a manager, leader, team leader, supervisor, anyone who's in charge of humans or processes at work, you can put the material into action immediately and become a more effective and trusted leader. So my previous two books were both more system-wide books on how to implement programs. This is something that speaks right to the frontline manager. Also, as you touched on, uh, there is a lot of research that goes all the way back into the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s. And today we're all seeing the research. Everybody sees how disengaged folks are because companies like Gallup put out their studies every few years to to remind us how how difficult it is to to truly create that environment at work where people are engaged and motivated. And what I want, but the problem was that back then all this research is coming out, nobody ever saw it. So I just thought it was so odd that there's there's so much that the scientists and researchers and scholars have proven over the years, but businesses tend to do so little with it. And on top of that, in today's day and age, companies are just throwing money at trying to fix the engagement uh, crisis that we're in. Uh, in the book, I have a really interesting Uh, overview of not just the engagement level and how flat it has been over the last uh, 18 years, basically not fluctuating by more than, you know, 10 or 15 percentage points from 29% engaged to as much as 33 or 34% of people engaged. But I compare that to the amount of money in the last half a decade that has been spent on technology to try to improve engagement and it's not working. There's been a 100% increase in technology spending, over $7 billion in 2017 spent on technology to try and improve engagement in the workplace. But again, it doesn't seem to be working, yet our clients at Brand Integrity and now Reward Gateway, they've cracked the code on how to drive those engagement increases. We've Our clients have witnessed nearly three times the amount of engagement our clients are at night, our client employees on average are at 91% engaged, which Seems like an astronomical number, but we've made that happen with some technology and systems that we've put in place. So I wanted to write the book to share those stories, share the research, as you alluded to up front. And then lastly, we have a habit building process that I've perfected over the last uh, four or five years that really helps managers put that power of recognition you mentioned into action. Right. And I wanted to share all of that. And that, that's basically a summary of the whole book to answer your question. Well, there's you a know, lot more to, to it than that. I mean, and we're going to talk about that habit uh, concept that you talk about uh, at the end of the show so everybody gets uh, understands how you can turn this into a habit, that it's not just something you're listening to today or reading about in the book, but it actually becomes actionable and you're actually doing it. You know, uh, people, I, I have a joke when people say to me, how many people work for you? And I say, about half of them. That means that means you have higher engagement than the, than the national average, right? The, the national average is like thirty-one percent. I got a half. I, I got fifty percent. But no, when when somebody comes to work for me, 
And I would think when somebody comes to work for any company, whoever is hiring them is going to think this person is going to be engaged. This person is going to work hard. So I also want to, uh, before we go any further, I want to just also let people know that we're talking about employee engagement. This is all about customer service and experience because you've heard me say it a hundred times on this show. I'm going to say it again. What's happening on the inside of a company with the employees is going to be felt on the outside by the customer. It's that simple. So today's focus is all about employees, getting employees motivated, excited, feeling they have purpose, have a great relationship with their boss and the people they work with to make them want to work harder. Why is it that Southwest Airlines does so well? And by the way, do you have a stat on Southwest Airlines on their employee engagement? I know I'm putting you on the spot. If you don't have it, that's cool. I just thought I flew them last night, and I'm thinking, wow, these people are so friendly and nice. What are they doing? Somebody's drinking Kool-Aid over there, and it's got the good stuff in it. My, my, I don't have a, a stat specific to them, but I do travel quite a bit with Southwest. My guess would be they're at at least 75 to 80% what we would consider an engaged level. You know, otherwise, you couldn't perform the experience the way they do and what have they been profitable like what is it now 40 out of 41 years something, something like, like that, that. You, and, and you can't, ex- you can't accomplish quarter, that right you can't accomplish that without an engaged a really highly engaged workforce it's just it's in, in almost every line of work it's impossible to do uh so southwest is, it can clearly attribute the uh the success through their people um as opposed to at the expense of their people like a lot of others uh as to why they're so successful all right, so here's a question, and I'm going to pull this out of the book, all right? Uh, you get a choice of one of these, a 50% improvement in the business outcome of your choice over the next 12 months, and it could be revenue, it can be profitability, customer satisfaction, um, loyalty scores, anything, or the ability to replicate your best employees. Which would you choose? I know the answer because I read the book, but tell everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I asked that from the stage in almost every speaking engagement, Chef. And, and at first, when I put up that first that, that first question, almost everybody's looking at it going, wow, and I look like a hero. I mean, unless they're planning on retiring at the end of the year, they'd like to see a, you know, they'd like to choose that first one, a 50% improvement in a business in a business result of some sort. But then that second one comes up on, can I replicate my best? employee the person the way they think the way they speak the way they act and they almost always uh choose the second the second uh second uh, choice of of replicating your best people and the entire book is based on this concept of if you just take the time to recognize what you want to see more of you know spot those moments where people are delivering those moments of magic as you've talked about for years or moments of the core values in action and share those in a very strategic way. And I outline in the book how to do that strategically. And if they do that in less than 10 minutes, 10 minutes of their time, and it can be done on a monthly basis to just do a really good job, 10 minutes of your time to just capture and share those successes, it's the best way to replicate what your best, what your best people are thinking, speaking, and doing. All right. So are we, are we taking 10 minutes with one person or as a group? What are we doing? It, 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 it depends. I mean, think about a workforce. Let's let's say hypothetically you've got 500 employees in a company and you got you've got 75 managers. Think about the power of if every single manager took their took either whether it's thank you notes or using a social recognition platform like we've had at Brand Integrity and we now have it as part of Reward Gateway, uh, a social platform for sharing successes. If you if every manager did that once a month, 
10 minutes to just stop and share a success that others can then comment on and like and and share so that it's, it's posted on this in an electronic format it's shared socially it's shared at team meetings and it, when that's done once a month by every manager i already know the answer to my question of what's going to be the impact of that it's tremendous boom that's why our clients have an average of 91 percent employee engagement it's not because of who we've selected as clients necessarily it's because they follow this recipe 10 minutes by Friday. And I always say to people, you choose the Friday. If you want to only do it once a month, that's about two hours of your time. If you're if, assuming you have a few weeks vacation every year, if you want to do it 10 minutes a week, which is very doable, that's about an, a one full day of a leader's time, about eight hours. In an entire year, one full day. Exactly. An in an year. entire year. If you did it once, then you would once, once a week, you would be, as you like to say, amazing. You'd be absolutely amazing. <laughs> Wow. If you did that, I, and I'm not even there yet. I'm probably averaging uh, three, three, or three a month for the last few years. I haven't gotten to amazing at it yet, and I wrote the book. So um, I'm not asking people to be amazing. I'm just saying once or twice a month as a leader, do your job of creating the environment where people get what they crave. Show them you respect them. Help them see the purpose of their work, and by doing that, you'll build that third component of relationship. And, and you've got to, you got to take the time to do this if you really want to accelerate business results. That's how the Southwest Airlines of the world do it. That's how the Amazons of the world do it. These companies we're reading all about with such great success. They tend to have very high engagement. Wow. Well, I will tell you, and honestly, Greg, uh, I'll, I'll share that I could use a lot of help in this area too, which is why I was so excited about your book. Before we take a break, the book is called Crave. Tell us how to get Crave. Where can we find it? Well, the best the best way to get Crave is uh, on Amazon. Amazon. You know, we mentioned that Imagine earlier. That. Yeah, yeah. Add, 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 add Amazon, search Crave, and, and Greg Lederman, and, and uh, that would be the best the best place to get Crave. And Greg is G R E G G. That's three G's out of six out of five letters, and then Lederman is L E D E R M A N. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. We're going to take a short break. We're coming right back, and when we do, we're going to talk about dopamine. Ooh, that's an exciting topic. We'll be right back. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it. You'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my new book, The Convenience Revolution, How to Create a Customer Service Experience that Disrupts the Competition and Creates Fierce Loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competition and maybe even an entire industry, then this book is a must read for you and your team. And if you're listening to this before the book is released, you can pre-order and get the ebook immediately for free. Just go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time to join the revolution, the amazement revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Greg Lederman about his new book, Crave, how you can enhance employee motivation in 10 minutes by Friday. And I promised you before the break that we're going to talk about dopamine and how it can increase happiness and motivation. So this is right out of the book. Uh, Greg, take it away. I'll let you explain uh, the concept of how dopamine plays into this concept of Crave. 
uh, I call them the happy threesome of brain chemicals, uh, dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. So dopamine, it's, it's thought of as the happiness drug because it, it, what it does is it, it sends, uh, re, uh, regulates uh, the, the pleasure center in your brain by, by sending signals that say this is going to feel good. So it's about anticipation of happiness. But at work, when you get recognized, Chef, for doing a good job, it provides a healthy small increase in dopamine. It encourages people to keep going and, and work hard to be successful in hopes of getting a little bit more later on. So dopamine's an important an important drug that's happening you know, that 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 can we really can work to our advantage uh, in the workplace. And and for individuals, serotonin, that's another one that regulates our mood. So if you're in a good mood, you've got serotonin to thank. And if you were in a bad mood, serotonin is usually usually to blame. But at work, again, serotonin levels, they spike when we feel valued and appreciated. So consider the feeling of pride that you get when others appreciate you and the respect and respect the work that you do. Same yep. thing when you show people that you respect the work that they do and you help them see the purpose, those two, two, two uh, components of the Crave methodology, you're triggering those releases of uh, dopamine and serotonin. And then the third of the threesome is oxytocin. That's known as the trust chemical, and it's activated for humans when we have positive social interactions, when we feel a connection with others, oxytocin is triggered. So again, when you recognize the good work of someone, you help stimulate trust and a sense of connection. And the best part about this third one, Chef, Chef is that when, when, when you do that act of kindness of recognizing someone for doing good work, you also get that release of oxytocin. So the third one creates a wonderful win-win situation. You you provide people what they crave, and in return, you get a little shot of the feel-good as well. Feels good to give. Feels good to give. <laughs> all right, got to give to get. <laughs> let's let's talk about the results of all of this. You know, and I, I'm looking at the matrix, which has four areas: manufacturing and distribution. That's total B to B, retail and hospitality. That's B to G, the guest professional services, B2C clients. And by the way, retail is is consumers. And when I say, you know, B2, not retail and hospitality, but you've also got healthcare in here. I mean, my golly, today, healthcare organizations are marketing and pushing like crazy, and they're promising these great experiences. Just wrote an article in Forbes uh, that it's, did it come out? I think it's coming out in a week or so. And it's all about this experience that a friend of mine had. And he gave me a blow-by-blow. Blow. He says, this is going to blow you away. First, you know, I show up to the hospital with my dad for his knee surgery. There's free valet parking. And it says no tipping. I've never been to a valet parking place that says no tipping. I get the guy, uh, I, I get my dad out of the car, and then another one of the valets helps walk him into the front desk. We get to the front desk. There's no paperwork to fill out. I guess we already did it. And all they're focused on is my dad and the experience that he's going to have, you know, and on and on he went on and it was just amazing anyway uh healthcare is a big area right now but you made a great list uh here are the benefits and the results if you practice what you preach here and crave so i'll let you share what a few of those are well you know you give some good examples for healthcare you just you just outlined the customer experience from the time they arrive in the garage all the way through getting in getting into the hospital and being seen by a, by a doctor or a nurse or a nurse practitioner of some sort. And what I propose and crave is that when you do recognition strategically, you fuel that experience. But that's the third component in this four-piece model, right? There's recognition accelerates results. The first, the first result is employee engagement. Employee engagement 
is driven when you know higher when we're recognizing people effectively then that drives the work culture the work culture drives that customer experience right you could go in chef and you've, you've probably seen this happen with clients over the years you go in and you work with them to think through the perfect experience like you just outlined for that hospital but then there's one problem with executing that you have to get humans to do it someone had to be polite at that parking garage and say hello to them when they came in maybe or at least when they leave they're going to give them a nice salutation or they had to walk your dad into the hospital the doctors and nurses had to act in certain ways so we have to get humans to deliver this customer experience so the recognition is the accelerator model and crave shows that recognition done strategically will fuel engagement which will fuel the work culture, which then fuels that customer experience. And then all three of those together are what drive the business results. And you're, you're talking about uh, in the book where I list off in particular the healthcare ones, improved uh, patient satisfaction, increased quantity of patients, uh, less turnover. That's a huge one, staff turnover in healthcare. And we've got examples after examples of our clients that where they increase their recognition, it drives substantial decreases in turnover, especially especially among nurses and food service workers, uh, because that engagement level is going up. And what we're able to do with our software and technology is show where you're doing recognition and following the Crave methodology well, it is having a direct impact or an inf- a really strong influence on those turnover levels. It's not uncommon that we'll see a 30 to 40 or even 50% decrease in turnover over a few year period of time, which saves these organizations a ton of money. And as you know, improves that customer experience because you have the consistency of the people. Right. And as you look at, you know, healthcare is an example, but same thing with the retail and hospitality, improve customer retention, increase customer acquisition, uh, which you're getting more, fewer complaints, lower employee turnover. And that's pretty common in Every area, professional services, decreased employee absenteeism, uh, fewer quality issues, um, manufacturing distribution, once again, increase in productivity, better on-time delivery, fewer safety incidents, decreased insurance costs, and, of course, decreased costs due to turnover. The benefits are obvious. The benefits are all outstanding. So the the final part, uh, page in this part two, I, I believe, yes? Hey, hey, Chef, can I just chime in real quick? You just listed off a bunch of benefits, and in in, in, in your readers are hearing that. The point I try to make in the book is that every one of those is driven by humans. If you give people more of what you cra- they crave, what they crave, give, show them respect, show them the purpose and meaning of their work, and you strengthen relationship with them by doing that, that is what accelerates those results. You can't, in today's day and age, not that it ever worked effectively, but you can't beg and threaten and use fear tactics to try to drive those metrics it just simply doesn't work you have the the optimal way of doing this is give people what they crave and and really good things start to happen with with respect to those business results so my point was that every one of them you mentioned is the biggest driver of those metrics is humans in the way they think speak and act and that's what this book is all about influencing the way managers think, speak, and act, so they'll influence the way the workforce is think, speaking, and acting. So before we take a break, I want to make this point, is that following this little matrix, you have a list that the reader will create, listing the best business results that they want to accelerate. And the reason, and they could be in any area. They could be, I want a lower employee turnover. I want higher profits. I want anything that's a number that can be measured. 
And when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about mastering that ultimate habit because this will all tie back to any result that you're looking for and how uh, you will inspire these leaders to just take that 10 minutes uh, by Friday concept that you have and turn it into something that actually drives the results that you want to accelerate. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Greg Lederman about his new book, Crave. Best place to get it, Amazon.com. Don't go away. We're coming right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Greg Lederman about his new book, Crave. By the way, depending on when you're listening to this, the book is coming out in October, and you may be listening to this in September. That's fine. You should go and you should order the book now because what will happen is you'll be first on the list to get the book so there's a pretty good chance you might be listening to this early do it today don't delay all right greg we're back mastering the ultimate habit let's talk about that and that ultimate habit is recognizing and sharing successes at work bingo it's that simple and how does it become a habit? And I know this is, this is part of, you even trademarked the 10 minutes by Friday concept. Uh, but let's, let's, you know, how does it become a habit? Because by the way, when it becomes a habit, it means it's always done and it's just part of what you do. Yeah, habit is something that we do. It just almost involuntary, it just becomes natural. We just habitually do it, of course. Um, so there's a five-step process that I've used for behavior change in a number of, of areas of, uh, of my life personally and in helping and coaching other leaders. Um, and so I just applied the same five-step process to this particular habit. So the five steps works for any behavior change you want to make happen in your life. But when it comes to taking 10 minutes by Friday at least once a month to, to recognize and share successes in a, in a very strategic way, you have to start with step one. What What's the mindset going to be? Decide on the mindset. And that really gets at why it's important to you. Uh, you know, for instance, maybe you're thinking recognition is a teaching tool and a great way to share a best practice. What is that mindset? And then step two is the nuts and bolts of the habit. That's to create the routines and behaviors. There's a really simple one for this particular habit of recognizing and sharing success. Everyone who does it really, really well, make sure to schedule it. Just put 10 minutes on your calendar, put it on there once a week. I try, I put it on Friday mornings just to make sure that I, that I hit on it on a, or at least think about it on a weekly basis. Uh, the third step is to determine what's going to get in your way. What are what I call the willpower obstacles? Because you have to demonstrate willpower to stick to any behavior change. So what's going to get in your way? The number one obstacle for, for leaders at work on why they don't take the time to do Let recognition strategically. Time. Time. Exactly. They say they don't have time. And it's it's completely illogical. That's why I break it down to 10 minutes a month and you do a good job. Want to be amazing? It'll take you know 10 minutes a week of your time. The fourth step is to focus on the benefits. It's it's a close cousin to that first step of mindset, but 
I, I double down on the benefits because if you don't understand the personal and the business benefits, it's just like the, the benefits you were talking about earlier, those business results that you're going to get from it, people will tend to not do it. And then the fifth and final step is to track your effort daily. So on a, each day at work, uh, use a habit tracking app, and there's lots of them out there. You can, you can find them on a, uh, in any app store. Uh, and just have a reminder come up that it has you take five seconds a day, 10 tops, just a few seconds every day to just stop and think, did I try to do my habit? So if you track effort daily, I guarantee all your audience members there, all the listeners, if you follow the five steps and you do the tracking effort daily, I guarantee you will get better because you'll be rewiring your brain with this quick five seconds a day of, did I even try to do this? Not whether or not I actually did it, but did I try? And that's the magic of this this habit uh, development process that I've that I've been deploying over the years is that fifth step is so critical. Five seconds a day, did I even try? And you know what? It's did you even think about it? And I think just yeah, keeping exactly. it in front of mind. And you know, you mentioned this is a great uh, formula for any habit. And I can see um, somebody a leader saying, hey, we want to do this in our company, so let's see if we can drive this habit throughout the entire organization. And organizationally, I think you can take these five steps and put them to work. All right, so we've learned a lot. Uh, We started out talking about the basic concept of Crave, respect, purpose, relationships. Uh, We talked about how employee engagement drives uh, the workplace culture, That's what's going to drive the customer experience. Remember, what's happening on the inside is felt on the outside by the customer. So powerful. So we're basically down to our last few moments here. I get to the one thing question, and that is simply this. What one thing do you want to remind us about? Or is there something new you want to share that you want this audience to walk away with, aside from go get the book now? (laughs) In addition to getting the book. Yes. Uh, well, clearly there's the Crave concept you just mentioned. But I, I would hope at, at this point your, your, your listeners have caught on to this idea that, hey, if you want to see more of something at work, recognize the actions that lead to it. It's common sense, right? And, and if you do it, if you take the time to stop and recognize those good things that are driving those results you want to see more of, if you focus in on those actions, you will be fueling the work environment with what people crave, that respect purpose and relationship, which causes the more positive attitudes in the tapping into that intrinsic motivation that drives the productivity, which, by the way, drives the engagement level as well. And that's what every leader wants more of, more and, engaged yeah. employees. Well, perfect summary of it all. And uh, the book, again, it's called Crave. Everybody knows it. You can enhance employee motivation in 10 minutes by Friday. Greg, thanks for being on the show. Congratulations on the book. So excited for you. Uh, And this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. So thank you, Greg. Hey, it was a pleasure. I appreciate you having me back. All right, everybody. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Next week, we'll have another author and uh, or expert, professional, somebody that's been in the trenches. We have some amazing guests coming up. You'll have to wait to see who they are, but they will be well worth the wait. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.